Hello, this is the Unexpected Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Brooks. I'm a speech language pathologist who found herself unexpectedly expecting. Tune in as I update you week by week along my pregnancy journey. Episodes will also feature chats with new and expecting moms. So let's get into it. This is seven weeks. Hello, everyone. I am seven weeks pregnant and I am feeling really happy, really excited. But also, I'm super anxious this week. All right. So before we talk about uh, what I'm going through, let's talk about what anyone who is uh, seven weeks pregnant would be going through. So according to what to expect when you're expecting, week seven. Here's an amazing fact about your baby right now. He or she is 10,000 times bigger now than at conception, about the size of a blueberry. A lot of that growth is concentrated on the head. New brain cells are being generated at the rate of 100 cells per minute. Your baby's mouth and tongue are forming this week, and so are the arms and leg buds, which are beginning to sprout like into paddle-like appendages and to divide into hands, arm, and shoulder segments and leg, knee, and foot segments. Also in place now are your baby's kidneys. And they're poised to begin their important work of waste management, urine production and excretion. At least you don't have to worry about dirty diapers yet. All right, so what's going on with me? Well, I am... I'm doing well. I still don't have very many symptoms at all. Um, And a lot of people say that that's lucky. Um, I don't know if it's lucky. I think that everything is scary. Um, Today and every day I log my feelings and uh, most often I feel happy, calm, and energetic. But the last two days I felt a bit anxious, guilty, And I've been having some obsessive type thoughts. Now, I know that it's crazy to Google things, but you still do it. And um, so basically, I had green poop and Googled it. And now I'm terrified that I've got too much iron in my system, which can cause a miscarriage. I only took folic acid today uh, because I wanted to take a break from my one-a-day vitamins. Um, But... I am just going crazy. I'm crazy. <laughs> Patsy Klein. I just feel crazy. Um, I, I don't worry about my life changing. I don't worry about lack of sleep or pain in childbirth. That's all fine with me. I'll take it all. I worry about eating the wrong thing, taking the wrong thing, breathing in the wrong thing, doing the wrong exercise, falling, working out too much, not working out enough. I just want everything to be okay. Uh, I didn't even plan for this baby, and now I'm terrified of losing it. I'm hopeful everything will be okay. I'm praying everything will be great. 
I don't have many symptoms, like I keep telling you. Um, and it's like this very few symptoms I have seem to be going away. My sleep is becoming less disruptive than I, it was. Um, I have some gas, some bloating, and some occasional indigestion. I get lower back pain at times, um, but that seems to have subsided. I still feel super hungry. I get suddenly hungry out of nowhere and furious with anyone who interferes with me eating, um, which so I'm so fun to be around. Um, I wish I was sick every day so I could feel the baby's presence more. And I know that sounds crazy, especially to people who are sick every day. Um, I just, I wish that I was uh, so that I didn't feel so nervous all the time. Um, I'm really eager to get this pregnancy moving forward so that I have more notable, concrete signs of a baby. I go to the doctor tomorrow. It's my first doctor's appointment. I've never been more excited for a doctor's appointment in my entire life. I am thrilled. I cannot wait. I am, um, here's the anxiety again. I never used to be a worrier, but now I'm worrying. Um, I had some like issues with insurance and that's one of the reasons that I have been anxious, um, because I don't have like anything wrong with me ever. I don't, I'm not, obviously I was never on birth control. Um, I don't have allergies. I'm rarely sick. So I have the most basic Obamacare insurance. It cost me like $189 a month. It's really just preventative care, just your standard visits. Um, and prenatal and maternity is not covered by this insurance. So um, I called up New York State of Health. And uh, because if you just try to get Obamacare, open enrollment. So it's right now it's... Um, September 9th and um, open enrollment is not until November so you can't get new insurance so I couldn't sign up like just change my insurance to one that covers prenatal and maternity until November um, so I called New York State of Health and I filled out an application for emergency Medicaid and I got approved for fee-for-service Medicaid but then also I can pay full price for a um, insurance plan that is like $487 a month. So I guess that's what I'm going to be doing. So if you like this show, please pledge to my Patreon because I am going baroque. No, I'll be fine. Um, but still pledge. That'd be cool. I need support. It would be helpful. Um and then I got a letter that my current insurance is going to be discontinued starting October 31st. So I'm a little bit worried about going to the doctor tomorrow. And they're like, we can't take you because the three forms of insurance you have, we're not taking any of those or something like that. They'll just send me away and I won't get the relief I'm searching for. But luckily, my aunt works at this doctor's office and I think I'll be just fine and in good hands but I'm really excited and I can't wait to get the ultrasound and see just the blob I don't care if it's just a blob as long as there's a blob and um, I've looked it up online and apparently I could possibly hear a heartbeat and that would be wonderful I really hope I didn't know this was going to be a singing episode but <laughs> sorry guys 
I really, really, really hope that I can see a, a little baby and hear a little something and just breathe some sighs of relief, please. That would be great. Um, in happier news, uh, this week, I feel convinced that the baby will be a boy. I've always pictured myself having girls, though, and um, I even assumed the baby would be a girl when I first found out. But now, I'm convinced the baby might actually be a boy. There are, like, uh, these common old wives' tales that make me feel this way, and one is hardly any symptoms. Uh, two, I feel like I look extra pretty, <laughs> um, which sounds like a mean girl thing. But, yeah, I look in the mirror, and I'm like, look at you. Um, people say that girls take your beauty away, and I've actually noticed this with some family members, to be honest. Um so I don't know if that's a thing. Um, and I'm also like, it's just like a gut feeling. Um, I have to keep calm. I have to calm myself down a bit about like my lack of symptoms because both my mom and her sister, my aunt Jessie, the aunt that will be working in the doctor's office where I'll be going for all my doctor's visits. Um, they both had two girls and they both had like zero symptoms. So I don't know. I might be crazy. Also, I don't. Maybe Aunt Jessie got a little ugly, honestly, and I don't know what my mom looks like. <laughs> but uh, they had two girls, and they didn't really have symptoms, according to them. But uh, I'll be happy with a boy or a girl. I'm just praying that the baby will be healthy and full term. In today's episode, I chat with Allison Fors. She is a speech-language pathologist and a new mom to a baby girl, but she also has a son who I believe is two years old. So she's not a new, new mom, but she did just have a baby. Um, Allison is a fellow speech-language pathologist. You can find her on Instagram. She tags her um, Instagram handle. Um, Allison's baby was born with a cleft palate and she talks all about her pregnancy journey as well as her labor and delivery and also what it's like to have a baby with a cleft palate. So stay tuned. It's a good one. Oh yeah. And just a disclaimer, I recorded this last week, so I do say I am six weeks pregnant in this episode. But right now, I'm currently seven weeks. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Unexpected, a podcast with Deborah Brooks. Today, I am joined with fellow uh, speech-language pathologist, Allison Four. Say hi, Allison. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and um, she makes a ton of wonderful speech therapy activities, both um, interactive boon cards and um, teacher pay teachers uh, type of like PDF um, activity. So if you are in uh, search of those things, please check her out. I have her zoo activities. I use them all the time on the boom cards. Um, and your Instagram handle is just your name, right? Allison Force. It's speech.allisonforce. Uh, speech.allisonforce. <laughs> And Allison has two kids, and um, one of them, uh, a new little baby. So how's that going? Good. She's will be four months tomorrow. Um, everything's really good. I mean, we kind of had a, a crazy start with her. She was in the NICU for seven weeks. 
So her just being home, I feel like compared to my son, it just feels different because we had that start. So mm -hmm. even the rough stuff that happens, like waking up in the night, I just, I'm not as phased by it. So it's been right. it's a different type of experience with her this time. So we'll talk a little bit about what, as much as you can remember about the pregnancy, but definitely want to hear more about um, after the pregnancy and birth and all of the things that you guys went through. Um, but first, Mike wants to know what I want from the grocery store. I would like pick, pickles and tortilla chips would be good. And <laughs> I was thinking popcorn might be a good idea. Um, and I had something else in my head and I don't remember what it was. Um, yeah, like nacho ingredients. It's boring. I'm sorry. But you look at that nice new raincoat you got. <laughs> but pickles, yeah, because I don't have any I like in here. Yeah, pickles, popcorn, and chips. Okay, what was I? Okay. Um, so, Allison, um, were you, so as the listeners know, I was taken off uh, by surprise when I found out that I was pregnant. Um, very overjoyed, and but still quite shocked and doesn't feel real. Um, I was not trying to um, get pregnant. I obviously wasn't trying that hard to not get pregnant. Um, but uh, what about you? Yeah, we were trying both times. Okay. Um, Responsible people. Sounds good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like some people, it's like every pregnancy is just like, hello. Yep. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, um, I don't know if I ever stopped moving long enough to do much on purpose. So I think it's like good that this happened this way because. I don't know when, your life. yeah, I don't know when I would sit down and be like, hmm, I'm ready now. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, even with us, I didn't feel like ready, ready. It was mm -hmm. almost just kind of like, well, I don't know. Might as you well. Know? Yeah. <laughs> it's almost just like, it's such a weird concept. Like you don't really know what you're getting yourself into. It's just, yeah. Are we ready for this? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess it's the new reality. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's what's happening just now. Go with the flow. Yeah. Um, so was it was it difficult trying? Was it easy trying? Did you have to do anything? Um, we were fortunate where it was pretty easy. I think I got pregnant with my son the second month trying, and with my daughter maybe like the third or fourth month trying. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I've had friends go through IVF or, you know. Yeah, so that's the other things. thing I... Yeah. Cause I, yeah. I joined some like a May, 2021 mom Facebook groups. Lots of people in there are still trying and they just join the group, like hoping that they will have a baby then if, cause they're like trying for that cycle. Um, it mm -hmm. just seems quite difficult. So my heart goes out to everyone who's going through that process and I, I wish you the best of luck. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, me, I, you know, like I have not been, I'm not on top of all of the things logistical really. Like everyone's like, Deb, you're so you color and you, you do speech therapy. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. I'm like all over the place. But like, you know, it's, it takes, I get, I get a lot of friendly reminders in my inbox. Um, I never know when I, I never knew when I was going to get my period. And I, I decided that I was going to get my life together. I got one of those period apps. I was like, I'm going to get the diva cup. I'm going to change my whole situation. 
and I was going to get those underwear, the spank, this, yeah, those, whatever they, yeah, thanks. Yeah. I was going to get those. So I was like, let me get this app. I remember I had my period Ju- 4th of July. And then when I was in Niagara Falls, I looked at my Instagram to see the exact date. <laughs> so I put it in this new flow app. And then it was just like period two days away. And I was like, all right, look at me go order in my stuff. And then it's like two days late, four days late. And I'm like, this is broken. Like, <laughs> Ugh. And then I, I'm like five days late and I'm like, this thing doesn't know what it's talking about. So I'm, I'm like coming home from work and I'm like, I'm going to get, I'm going to start early. I'm going to have a cocktail when I get home. And then I just thought it just popped into my head. I was like, I'm going to go get a pregnancy test just, just to, you know, to be sure before I go like having a party for one at home. And then I like go, I I bring it home, I pee on the stick and almost immediately like two lines came. And I thought that was very forward of the pregnancy test because it says three minutes. Yeah. It's supposed to give you three. It's supposed to give you three minutes. (laughs) It's supposed to give you three. And some people like they post their like little tests and they're like, is there a line? Mine was like line, two lines. And I'm looking, I'm like, what does two lines mean? And I'm looking, and it says pregnant, and I'm like, where were the instructions? Like, <laughs> this can't be right. Are you yeah. sure that's what it means? Yeah, oh. so that's how I felt. I was like, whoa, okay. And then, yeah, so it, it's all history there. So how did you find out? Just the so, traditional way. Yeah, I get really sick when I'm pregnant. So okay. both times, I, like, knew I was pregnant before you can even, like, take a pregnancy test. Like, I, I forget, like, at what, like, week you can like you know okay it's like more sure yeah so anyways like both times I'm like I like know I'm pregnant because like we're trying and then I all of a sudden get like so sick out of nowhere mm-hmm. so both times I took pregnancy tests I had my husband with me because I was not going to do that myself like you have mm-hmm. to wait the three minutes with me right yeah so, I don't know it, it wasn't too exciting and we both just kind of knew both times like yeah I'm pregnant it's like yeah okay <laughs> right okay yeah that's good yeah but that's yeah kind of boring and unpredictable but you know I mean, I'm happy scariness though. Like you see it and you're like, Oh, okay. You know, it still kind of gets you. I'm happy. I'm not the only one who didn't like buy a balloon and have him pop it. And then like a baby (laughs) comes out or something. I see that. I'm like so sick. I'm like, who has time for that? Right. My son's birthday. He turned two like a month after I started getting sick, like nothing happened. Like that mom who like didn't even decorate, (laughs) like went and bought a store-bought cake. I'm just like, yeah. Happy yeah. Birthday. There you go. <laughs> I mean, also it's like, what kind of people can keep secrets like that? Like I can't keep that secret. I even told too many people already and I'm not even at the date when you're supposed to tell anyone. I'm just no, like, I, guess I could what? I keep it a secret either. <laughs> no. There's no way. Yeah. Um, so you said what your symptoms were. So other than like the nausea, did you have anything else that was like, <sighs> unexpected that maybe like you were surprised to find out Um, about? I had a lot of friends who had babies before I did. So I kind of knew what to expect, but the extreme fatigue, like it's more than just being tired. Like when you're not pregnant, I feel like it's like a different type of tire that's just too Mm -hmm. bones and you can't even move your body. So I feel like that's one of the biggest things in my pregnancy that holds me back from just like functioning as a normal human being. Right. (laughs) I also... Um, 
I feel like my problems when I'm not pregnant are heightened when I'm pregnant. So I get lots of headaches normally. And mm-hmm. I get like so many headaches when I'm pregnant or I have um, acid reflux. Uh-huh. You can't take any medications or anything for that while you're pregnant. So my acid reflux is like through the roof. Oh. I'm like upright at night because I would like, it was horrible. So oh my goodness. Kind of like my biggest ones. I feel like. And does it go away with any of the trimesters or does it just kind of maintain? So everyone tells you like, oh, second trimester is so great. Uh It never hit for me. Like some (laughs) things got better, some things got better and some things got worse throughout the pregnancy. So it's kind of depending on the stage, depending on what, like what was worse or better. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know. It's just like a long nine months. Those are Yeah, it feels like it feels like the time is passing quickly, but it feels a long time. Like I'm I'm gonna be pregnant like a school year. So like I'm in September thinking about like May. That seems like a hundred years from now. Mm -hmm. I I wish you're so hyper aware of everything when you're pregnant. Time goes slower too because you're constantly like thinking about your pregnancy or your baby or preparing or Mm -hmm. stuff. It's just your focus is on that. Yeah. I think that kind of makes time go slower too. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm te- definitely tracking things more. I'm like, what, what fruit is my baby this week? Um, yeah. <laughs> I like the fruit analogies. <laughs> um, so then what did you like read, listen to that you liked? Like, what would you tell parents or future moms to be to read or to avoid or things like I, that? So what's funny is my second pregnancy, I literally did nothing. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. You're just like, like this is what happens around, to I'm like, yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> um, the first time, um, I think I read a couple books. I don't feel like any of them were amazing, though. I found a website called Lucy's List, which mm-hmm. I still use to this day to buy baby stuff. But she just basically, like, compares different, you know, car seats to each other. So oh. kind of shopping for that stuff or um, like really any baby items. I used that a ton to decide what to purchase and I okay. still use it. For That's like good toddler. to know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but I had the apps where I would see what to expect at different stages of pregnancy, like how they're developing. Um, and they have those for babies too. Oh, okay. And I don't, I don't have an app. Well, I have the what to expecting app, I think, which still, it continues on even after you have your baby. Yeah, people always bring that one up, but the book has been bothering me. So I don't know if I want the app, but I guess the app is good. Yeah, I think I haven't looked at it in a long time. With yeah. my son, I did like with my son, I did all these things. With my daughter, I'm just like. Well, I mean, so. I really got time for that, but yeah, that brings us most- to, yeah, like talking about your daughter. I mean, it was totally different and there was a lot of unexpected. Or was yeah. it? A- you can't see that on an ultrasound or you can't what? see the palette unless like by some miracle the ultrasound tech gets like a good look into the mouth like the baby's mouth is open and I, I think it's really really rare okay we did have an idea though because there is this syndrome that runs in my husband's family and he's a carrier for it he didn't have a cleft palate um none of that stuff so we knew it was possibility. And because of that, I actually had a special ultrasound visit at seven months pregnant Mm -hmm. and they found the macronathia on ultrasound, which is the small jaw. Mm -hmm. 
because of that, there was like good indication there'd be a cleft palate. Now, no one in my husband's like immediate family who's been born with this syndrome, it's called Stickler syndrome, mm-hmm. which is the most common genetic syndrome associated with Pierre Robin sequence, mm-hmm. which is a more commonly like known name. Yeah. <laughs> um, so no one has had like the breathing issues, the small jaw, like none of that. Okay. So um, we're like, oh, she might have a cleft. She might need a couple weeks in the NICU. But we were not expecting like severe micronathia where she could not breathe at all on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, like I had a scheduled C-section and the NICU team was in there. Like everyone was ready to go in case of problems. And like there were problems she couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. I didn't even get to see her. They took her straight uh, to the NICU. I have chills. I, it, I mean, it was not like ideal. And, and then I was yeah. in recovery. Can we pause um, for one second now though? Yeah. Because everyone who's listening, if you feel anxious, the baby is now home and she's uh-huh. growing and she looks really good. She's doing amazing. Yes. She's like, you w- could, would not even know by looking at her like right, right. now. Right. Yes. You'd have no idea what she's No doing. idea. Like she's developmentally on track. She's happy. She's healthy. She's gaining weight. Yeah. She looks fabulous. Now you can go back to all that scary stuff. I just wanted to tell everyone (laughs) you can go back. Okay. So, I mean, I, I didn't get to even see her or hold her till like maybe eight hours. She was like eight hours old. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, she was in the NICU for seven How did that feel? My goodness. I mean, that's pretty terrible. Like not even, like, cause I didn't get to see her Right. Um, and you were just operated on. So you're not even like mobile. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of why it took so long because they wanted me to get off of like the catheter and be, mm-hmm. and be up and moving. Like the nurse wanted, I had to prove to her that I could like go to the bathroom. She wanted me to go to the bathroom and like mm-hmm. I could walk across the room. Right. Um, so yeah. It's a like, lot of pressure for someone who just did a lot yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, you go to the bathroom, throw me in a wheelchair. I like, what is the problem? Yeah. (laughs) You know, Uh, I mean, fortunately my husband got to go to the NICU with her and like here and was sending me pictures. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so she wasn't able to breathe on her own. So she was intubated in the OR and I don't know how in depth you want me to get here with like, yeah, I mean, I think it will be helpful, but anything that you're comfortable with, I'm happy to hear and I'm sure people will. And I can always announce like a trigger warning in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, nothing crazy, crazy happened. Um, And I pretty much shared everything on my social media accounts and my blog Mm -hmm. of what happened with her, Uh, but she wasn't able to breathe on her own. So they put in a nasal trumpet Mm -hmm. and that's how she could breathe. Um, And the ENTs were hoping that she would be able to breathe on her own after a few days or something. So they kept trying to take it out and she wouldn't be able to breathe. They put it back in. So she ended up having surgery at a month old. Mm-hmm. And also with the, the small jaw, she couldn't swallow. So she was being fed through NG tube. So those are the okay. two things, like she's not breathing and she's not eating mm-hmm. by mouth. Those are the two things we needed to like get out of the NICU. Mm-hmm. They initially told us like, oh, maybe like three or four weeks. And so, yeah, I feel like it was just a constant like, setting your expectations of like, we're not going to be out of here at three weeks. We're not going to be out of here at four weeks. Mm -hmm. She ended up having a jaw distraction surgery at four weeks, um, which they cut the bone, the jaw and put in little plates to extend the jaw. Mm -hmm. So it lengthens the jaw. 
um, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty invasive surgery. That was really hard seeing her after surgery. She was intubated for four days. Like we couldn't hold her. Um, so you're just kind of like sitting in the NICU like all day, just kind of like being there with her, mm-hmm. you know, like you, she's really, really heavily sedated, but, right. um, after the four days, she could breathe on her own completely. Ah, and it was yay. amazing. Like it was amazing to see her with nothing on her face. Cause the whole time she's just like covered in like, right. And like everything on her face. Uh-huh. Uh, so she was able to breathe on her own and, um, and then after that, we just had to establish feeding. So with lengthening the jaw too, that allowed her to be able to form a decent swallow. Mm-hmm. but she had never eaten anything. So I think at six weeks we introduced a bottle and it took her maybe like a week, week and a half to be able to take most of her feeds by mouth. So we had to slowly like work that up where she'd get a little bit in a bottle and the rest through NG tube. Mm-hmm. And that was our goal. Like you can leave the NICU when she's getting like 90% of her food orally. Okay. Um, so feedings were like so stressful and my husband and I would want to be there for them because we knew we would try harder to get more in her than like the nurses would. Right. Yeah. Things recorded. And we like, that was the thing we had for her to leave. She had to be getting most of her food by mouth. So that happened at seven weeks since then she's been home. She's been great. She actually has another surgery next week to take out the hardware in her jaw that they put Mm -hmm. in. So the bone is like filled that space completely now. Then they need to go in and take it out. Nice. So it's a pretty, I mean, it's a pretty simple, straightforward procedure. Um, still surgery, which is unfortunate, but it'll be nice that it's like, I think we'll be discharged the same day. And, and then, so when, when a child is born with a cleft palate, they are not able to suck because there's no sort of being able to build up the pressure. So right. you need to use a special needs feeder bottle. Mm-hmm which the, the nipple fills up with milk and then you essentially just kind of squeeze that milk in. Well, the baby does, they can like chew or can you chat a little bit? So she's actually able to, she is sucking, but I don't Mm -hmm. think she has enough suction to draw Mm -hmm. from the actual bottle. Okay. So she has enough suction to get it out of the nipple when it's pre-filled. We're using the Dr. Brown specialty bottle. Um, her feedings do take longer because of that. Just more effort for her mm-hmm. she has to do more like swallows and sucking than a typical baby um but yeah so she's and we are fortifying her bottles for extra calories because she isn't taking the same amount of ounces that a typical baby would be taking uh-huh but really i mean that's the only difference out so home. you're mixing breast milk with formula yes i'm exclusively pumping which is like a full-time job <laughs> Yeah, that's something I'm not, I'm not looking forward to that part. Is there any way to not have to pump? Does that ever happen? Yeah, I mean, you could, you know, fully breastfeed. I think the only time with my son, I actually had a crazy delivery with him and I had a big hemorrhage, so I was never able to produce milk. Oh, okay. So I, I feel like I've never had like a normal feeding experience, but I think some moms, like if they do get full and the baby's not ready to feed, they'll pump. Right. It's more just like, in the, or if they're away from their baby, they'll need to pump. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, you should have a pump. You should have a pump. Yeah. But I think some women like rarely use theirs. I don't know. My sister's a lactation consultant. Uh, do people share pumps? Can I take, does she probably could take her? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can, cause you can just buy separate, like the phalanges and stuff and just use the pump. It's, mm-hmm. 
that's oh. interesting good i'll have to tell her i will borrow hers i'm worried about the financial and insurance aspects of all of the um baby stuff yeah. if i was a horse i could just have a baby i don't understand I know. <laughs> just I, know. Like I know i'm telling yeah, i know it's crazy yeah um, but I so much appreciate you sharing your story. Um, I did have a child for speech therapy who had a repaired cleft by the time I saw him. Um, and he, so his mom went through a lot of stress. I mean, you went in there knowledgeable that you could have the cleft then, and also with your background, you knew more about it and she didn't really, it was very unexpected for her. And nobody taught her how to feed the baby. So mm. for a while, he was like, a, his appearance was like malnourished um, because she didn't understand that the baby couldn't suck and that the nipple needed to like fill up with milk. Um, so I hope that if anyone is listening and that they get some insight from this podcast and, and they know what to do if it happens to them. So, and then everything, I mean, after this next surgery, is there, are there, do you have to still get the um, palate closed? Yeah. So her okay. palate repair will be when she's closer to a year old, mm -hmm. which is typical. That's a typical time to repair it. Um, they try to wait basically as long as possible because right. they want the mouth to be as big as possible, but just in the formation of everything, that's the way it would be most successful. It's right. Closed. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, I actually talked to a surgeon about that this week, like timing of everything. And they think that it'll be about 12 months. So next spring, okay. for, for palate repair. And how do you feel about that? Do you feel like you've got a handle on things so you're not like anxious for it? Or do you feel like you can't wait for that to happen? Like you're um, looking for it. I mean, I think any surgery, a parent's going to be really right. anxious about it. Like even this one next week, even though it's so straightforward and um, simple. Mm-hmm. And they expect like her to bounce back really fast. Like it's still just kind of anxiety right. and thinking about your child, like on an OR table under anesthesia. Right. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, for the power, I, I mean, I feel like everything with her, it's just been like, we'll take it as it comes. And that right. seems so far away. I honestly haven't even really thought about it. My main worry is just waiting too long. Right. For it. Like, I don't really want them to go past a year. Okay. I've done research into clefts with the speech development mm -hmm. and the longer you wait I mean that's just not as great for speech development mm -hmm. and in talking to it's it's funny when I talk to the ENTs about it they're like oh we repaired about a year because that's when first words happen but my line of thinking is all of the things that come before words right yeah you know like we're missing that yeah. and all that stuff like she's not going to be able to produce so many different sounds she'll like she'll be able to produce uh nasals and what does she sound like now she um I mean she's not babbling at all which is I mean that's pretty she's almost four months but yeah. she sounds interesting like it's yeah. super interesting hearing a, her resonance is really interesting mm -hmm. um I don't even know how to explain it but another cleft mom told me one time she said, someone explained it to her that every cleft baby, it's like having their own musical instrument. Ah. And so they sound different because right. they have this hole in their mouth, right? And it's right. a different shape depending on the baby. Yeah. And, and the mouth is a different shape and size too. Yeah. So everyone's, yeah, everyone's got their own. 
interesting. Yeah. So I think Clef, I mean, she makes some interesting noises and sometimes I'll post them in my stories because it's just interesting to hear her. She almost sounds like a fire like truck sometimes, like a <laughs> siren sometimes, like her, I don't know, but you can tell she is trying to imitate already, like with the cooing. Um, I mean, it'll be really interesting to see what her speech development is like. Right. I don't know. We'll see. Well, I mean, she's in the best of hands. I, I feel like regardless, uh, she's going to sound great. And I mean, it just, I mean, I don't, I don't know how to phrase this, but like, it, not that I would wish this for you, but like, I, it's just good that you have all of this background knowledge and like, you mm-hmm. can, you can fall back on that. You're aware and stuff. I just feel super yeah. grateful. I'm, I'm super grateful for it. It's just, yeah, it would be so much more overwhelming otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you're saying that one parent who just had no information, yeah. most parents are like that. They find out at an ultrasound visit or something that their baby has a cleft lip or whatever it is. And, and they're like, what it's is just that? Like, yeah, it's just overload and they're trying to research everything. And mm-hmm. so I'm grateful that I had prior knowledge because I think that helped me like stay calm about it and mm-hmm. yeah, I know what to do. Um and yeah, and my husband, he's a physician. And so there's so many times where both of us are looking at each other like, it's a good thing you do what you do because right. like, he has all the me- like he has medical knowledge. Yeah. He works for the big health system that I had my daughter at. So oh, okay. he, just like with her in the NICU for that long, I, I feel like we had a little bit of a leg up to be honest, just mm-hmm. because like he could talk right to doctors and like understand what's going on. And they knew he was this, you know, a physician for the same company. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I think we really lucked out with both of our professions given this scenario that we're in. So then before we wrap up, any advice to new or expecting moms? It doesn't have to be cleft specific, but it could. Um, I mean, just, I don't know. I feel like when you, especially for your first baby, mm-hmm. there's so much, I feel like there's a lot of pressure to have this like amazing experience, but honestly, like birth is crazy. Recovering from delivery is crazy navigating newborn life is crazy and like that's normal and okay like that right. is totally okay the first month is just gonna be like what is happening so right many times and like you're gonna be yeah. googling things like crazy off your phone and like that's what it's supposed to be like i should have a whole episode about second. things we google yeah yeah you don't have to enjoy every second that's no i feel like um, um mike has been getting like he's he's told a couple people and and um and some people say that it's super hard at first. And like, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I can't expect it to be easy. Um, no, it's, yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> but it still, it still is what it is. I mean, I, I'm not there yet. Um, but like, from my perspective, I just think um, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be the new reality. It will become the new normal. So mm-hmm. I just, I don't. I can't see myself getting worked up about like the difficulty of, of recovering and then like having the baby. I feel like what I'm, like I mentioned, my fears right now are just like picking the right doctor and picking the right place and all of the insurance stuff, making sure everything's right. And then like, should I get all this genetic testing and all this stuff? Um, that's, that's what is 
Yeah. Or maybe because so that's more present. Be made and it's just overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. It's your baby and you want what's best. And yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot, but you know, it all works out. It all, it all works out. Just so just roll with it. There we go. It all works out, but you've heard it from Allison <laughs> and she's been through it. So yeah. <laughs> from hemorrhaging to cleft palates to yep. surgeries to everything. So and life is still good. So. Yeah. Are you guys, you think you're going to go for a third or you're a family so, of four? I, I think we're done. Okay. I, you know, we always said three, mm-hmm. but and even before my daughter was born, we're like, yeah, one more. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like my personality and um, like my tougher pregnancies are definitely a big hindrance. Like I really do not want to do that again. Right. Yeah. Two like not great deliveries, which I think does play a factor kind of subconsciously. Of, right. Like, when you think about having another baby, it's like the pregnancy and like deliver. Like that's what you kind of think about. And I'm just like, oh, right. I don't know. And yeah. So I, I think there is done. a good even number. Every car works. Everyone yeah. has a partner on the roller coaster. Mm-hmm. So it is not a bad number. No. I, right now, that's my number. If I end up with twins, then that's it. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Unexpected is a podcast recorded and produced by Deborah Brooks. You can find more episodes at patreon.com slash Deborah Brooks, CCCSLP. You can also find me on Instagram at Deborah Brooks SLP. If you enjoy the show, please show the show some support by pledging to my Patreon. I sure could use the support. Thank you for your support. Support, support, support. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the show so far and I'll see you in week eight.